And now, a brand new episode of Script to Screen, live on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM, made to be heard. Welcome to a brand new episode of Script to Screen here on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. I'm your host, Alan Mahana, and today we have so much to talk about. I love that I have to, I, get, I get to say that now every single week that we have so much to talk about. There are so many things to discuss today. Between the movie of the week, what's releasing, our recommendations, talking about, you know, the the, the Lord of the Rings series, the uh, It Chapter 2 casting, the, the new teaser trailer of Dumbo. I mean, my mind is about to explode, but I can't have my mind explode alone. So join me in welcoming the solo to my Chewbacca, Hod Solo. Mind exploding. No, hi. <laughs> hi, 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 screeners. How's everyone doing today? Uh, hopefully, uh, someone responded to you as they listened to that in the car. Yeah, uh, I think so. you asked the question, and we're it, not going to get a response. It's an open ended question, it's a rhetorical Just, question. Yeah. It's a whatever it is question. Yeah. Um, uh, how you been? Very good, very good. We had a lovely week, uh, did a lot of research, watched movies. It was uh, fascinating, and I think today is going to be. As fascinating. Yeah, I've been looking uh, forward to talking about this since, you know, we teased it last week. We said that we were going to discuss Lord of the Rings uh, last week, uh, that we were going to discuss it this week. exactly. Uh, We teased it uh, last week, and I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan, and I know you're a big Lord of the Rings fan. I mean, that's why we have Elvish tattooed on our bodies. Exactly. Um, But it's exciting. It's exciting. You know, we're living in a world where franchises are taking over. I mean, like, between Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and Marvel and... DCEU (laughs) crossing over to TV and cinema and yeah it's just it's everywhere there's there's so many different avenues now for for creatives to create content and it's an exciting time to be alive it's scary it's annoying at times toxic at times but it's very exciting that's for sure definitely I can't can't wait till the musicals uh, like Thanos the musical Yes. They might do that. Oh my goodness. Could you imagine a Marvel musical movie? Imagine people snapping their fingers. Oh, oh man. Oh, oh yep, I see what yep, you did yep. there. I see what you did there. Okay. Um, well, let's not, you know, let's not get, uh, keep our listeners waiting too long. Considering you mentioned Thanos, we here at Script to Screen want to send out a fantastical congratulations to the Avengers Infinity War team, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe team, to everybody from Kevin Feige and below for being the fourth film in history to hit the $2 billion uh, 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 mark at the worldwide box office. And it's joining brilliant uh, films like Avatar, Titanic, and Star Wars The Force Awakens. Um, this is not surprising. No, not at all all surprising. I mean, what Marvel has been able to do for the past 10 years is, is just insane. The, the fan base that they've created, they brought in their comic book already established fans, but they've also brought in people who didn't uh, read comic books who are now probably reading comic books because of what they've done. 
I mean, it's it's fantastic, and and this is such a great thing to celebrate at this point. I think. Yeah, it was only a matter of time before they reached the the two billion mark because. As you said, they've had this going for 10 years. Right. Uh, the fans love the movie. It was a great comic book movie. It was it was a great movie point. Yeah, it was a great film, hands yeah. down, beautifully written. Um, I love what the writers did here. It also uh, kind of was refreshing for a Marvel film to do what they did narratively. It's I mean, very daring. Yeah, the protagonist of the film is technically not our heroes, but it is actually Thanos. It's his arc. It's his mm -hmm. story that we've been building for the past 10 years, which is just amazing. No, definitely. And I want to say thank you to the guy who watched it 44 times in the U.S. Yes. That guy. <laughs> yeah, insane. He helped those two billion. I, I'm sure he did. Uh, so we should also probably send out a congratulations to Italia Films. Yes, Italia Films. In Film. Lebanon. Great They're job. the distributors of, of the Marvel films and everything Disney brings over. So exactly. congrats goes to you guys as well. Uh, for this huge, uh, huge landmark. No, no, it, it was a massive film and I uh, can't wait for the other two movies coming out soon. Follow Later me. this year, yeah. yeah Ant-Man Ant and the Wasp. Wasp and then Captain in Marvel. March, in March, exactly. Uh, March, uh, March of 2019. So it's going to be uh, really, really interesting. An epic. Yep. Speaking of things that are not epic. By, by the <laughs> way, I, I found out where Hawkeye went. Yes, he was playing a 25-year-old game of tag. Yes, exactly. He was in tag. With CGI arms. With very CGI <laughs> arms. <laughs> okay, so, so this yeah. was our not-so-subtle transition into the movie of the week <laughs> this week. Um, tag, the Warner Brother release. I mean, I think we're the only two critics in Lebanon that did not like this movie. No, no, didn't really enjoy it. It just missed the mark for me. It missed the mark on so many levels. It should have been something interesting considering the concept, considering the story that it had, yep. especially that it was based on a true story. Exactly. It had so much potential, and I totally feel like they missed the mark. It was too childish. It was forgetful. It's very forgetful. Um, and I almost feel like the writers and the team uh, forgot to acknowledge the truth of the characters and the story in and of itself. It wasn't genuine. It just felt very commercial. Yeah, I think... And the, not the good commercial. Yeah, I, th I think the movie had potential. The idea is great. A bunch of friends playing tag for 30 years. I mean, wow. But it, it, it wasn't funny. It wasn't memorable. Uh, director, I think, tried to do too much. It's his first movie, mm -hmm. and he tried to be comedic and tried to do a bit of thriller and a bit of yeah, action. Yeah, and the tag and sequences, it was it, it was, was like just, The Matrix yeah. meets 300, meets horror in a forest, he, meets action, chase scene on a golf course. He's just proving himself, and I don't think it works. I think he should have stuck to... One genre, or uh, it could have, yeah. I mean, he could have just done a comedy film, like a comedy film about these. Because again, at its core, the theme, the message of it is that you know, don't take life too seriously. Sometimes you need to be dorky and you need to have fun and you need to get in touch with your, your inner child. Like all of these things are very good messages, but they just weren't delivered well in the movie. True, true. But to, to be fair, there were like three things I actually liked in the movie, which is the Sable's character yes, played by agreed. Hannibal Burrs. He was hilarious. He, he steals the Absolutely show, hilarious. in my opinion. I wanted to know more about his character. Yeah. And I almost feel like we didn't get the opportunity to do that. Like I definitely watch a movie with this guy. I think he has a lot of potential and he's on the rise right now in the, in the US. Uh, back to Tag, the ending 
uh, without giving anything away, was for, for me quite touching and not expected. And I loved uh, the uh, since it's based on a true story. The after credits they actually show the people, yes, the the, the real people playing tag and filming themselves on their phones, and it, it was a nice touch. Uh, agreed to, to be a bit positive. Not agreed, to be agreed. Too negative with the film. Um, I agree. I mean, you know, like I said, for me, it just didn't do much. I did chuckle in some in some parts. Um, I was laughing in certain areas. That is a fact. Um, but it wasn't enough to keep me fully engaged. At one point, I thought that the film was long winded, like mm -hmm. it was just too long for something like this. Yeah. Um, the 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 uh, tag and chase sequences could have been much shorter. They didn't have to be so I don't know. I think show offy like it just it didn't it just didn't work for me. Um, I think there was an issue with the script because yes, the, the actors were, were, were decent. They, they they were trying, but the script was look too as as far as the actors goes. Uh, the actors go. Um, they did what they could with yeah. the material that they had. They, they, the material wasn't great. Um, and, and, you know, again, we, we, we jump to these really, you know, frat boy jokes and, you know, nothing smart about it, nothing engaging fully. It just didn't work. Um, but, you know, on a lighter note, I think this film will probably do really well in the box office. Yeah. Um, and if any of you out there, if any of you listeners out there, go uh, go and see the film, please uh, DM us either, uh, you know, at my Instagram or Hadi's Instagram, Had's Instagram. Uh, let us know your thoughts. We'll probably mention your thoughts next week. We'll kind of bring it up and see, you know, like your comments about the film if you, uh, you know, watch it over the course of, of uh, you know, the weekend. Definitely. Would love to hear your, your feedback. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, um, opinions, opinions differ. differ. And we are so totally open to that here on Script to Screen. And uh, we love when we have a variety of opinions and when a conversation is started because of a film um, that we disagree on. I actually, you know, really enjoy... I used to hate disagreeing with people over movies. I used to take it so personally, but now I actually value the conversation that develops from it because a lot of times you are offered a brand new perspective on a film and you're able to look at it from Different another angles, person's yeah. perspective and kind of have, find a new appreciation for the film that you hated or even the film that you loved, yeah. um, uh, you know, from a certain point of view. Uh, no, no, definitely. I'd love to hear. I mean, I've talked to a few people online that really like the movie. Oh, really? And uh, of course, everyone has an opinion. Everyone has a point of view. And it's always nice to, to engage in conversation. Why I didn't like it, why they liked it. But as I always say, go watch the movie and, and tell us what you think. Of because, course. Because it's not a, uh, we're not boycotting anything or saying yeah, yeah, we don't absolutely. like anything. It's our opinion. And we want to hear your opinion. And now we are going to take an even longer journey to Middle to Earth. Middle Earth. A beautiful land of elves, dwarves, men, and orcs. Basically New Zealand. And yeah. wizards. <laughs> and cute little creatures called hobbits. The hobbits, yeah. With hairy feet. Um, the beautiful world that was created by the fantastical uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. I don't know why I almost mind blanked yeah. uh, for a second. Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, the father of the fantasy genre, in my opinion, um, and I'm sure to a lot of other people's opinions. Definitely. It's weird that we find ourselves back in Middle-earth again after they clearly stated The Hobbit was going to be the last time we're ever going to visit these characters and ever going to see Middle-earth and blah, blah, blah. They're just feeding us a whole bunch of hokey. <laughs> 
Um, and uh, I find myself, a part of me is very excited about it. And a part of me is extremely nervous um, because of many things. Um, so before we delve into the new Amazon series, let's kind of uh, talk about the original trilogy and the Hobbit trilogy, the prequel trilogy yeah. of the Lord of the Rings. Um, our opinions of it, I'm personally, I'm a huge fan. Um, I've seen the films maybe 20, 30 times. I cry at the end of the Return of the King every single time when Frodo and Sam bid their farewells to each other. It kills me. Mm. It's like a dagger to the heart. Um, the films are so relevant. They're so beautiful um the themes in it in them are are fantastic now i'm talking about the lord of the rings not talking about the hobbit uh which um in my opinion was um a crap fest <laughs> they 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 messed it up honestly <laughs> big time yeah back to lord of the rings itself like you i i share a lot of feelings and emotions towards it towards it I love that trilogy. Mm. It was so much fun. It was it it really made you travel to Middle Earth. I mean, and, yeah. And then there was the Hobbit. The Hobbit had a lot of problems from the beginning. Guillermo del Toro was supposed to direct. He didn't. Peter Jackson came on board. It was supposed to be two movies. Ended up being three movies. Pointless. So, pointless. It's for based, it to be three movies. It's it's based. It's, it's one it's, book. It's based on a children's book, and they ended up making it very childish instead of. I can understand they want to go lighter than Lord of the Rings in terms of material, but it was very childish. It was very silly at times. Terrible use of CGI. Horrible. Why would even this was this was my biggest issue with with the Hobbit trilogy. Um, It was uh, as a start was Peter Jackson's all of a sudden switch to hey let's do it in CGI. Why? Why would you do it in CGI when you had the orcs as prosthetics and makeup in the Lord of the Rings? You can't possibly tell me that your budget was lower than Lord of the Rings because I'm sure the studio gave you more money because of the success of the first 3 films. So he literally pulled a George Lucas. Yeah. I mean he pulled a George Lucas flat out. Uh, original trilogy deep, meaningful, thematic Prequel trilogy, rubbish, bukaka, yeah. <laughs> you know, like a gubwa, yeah. as uh, Corey Matthews would have said mm-hmm. in Boy Meets World. He, yeah. It was so bad he had to create a word for it. No, it was it was a, a fiasco. Gubwa. It was a fiasco. Um, so now we find ourselves um, at the cusp, at the beginning of Amazon's huge budgeted uh, yeah. uh, television series. Yep. Um, and it's supposed to be five seasons. Yeah, there's there's a one billion dollar uh, budget per. Is it per? It's per season, right? Uh, or is it a one billion dollars? I think it's for the entire five oh, five seasons. For the entire five seasons. Yeah, I believe it is. I don't know why I thought it was like per season. Maybe, but I think it's for the entire. It's a lot of money. I mean, yeah, it's still a billion dollars. That that, that is uh, that is still a lot of money. Um, <laughs> It's it's a lot of money. Show me the money. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I'm not even sure if, I, you know, the, the idea of five seasons scares me because if you're thinking about it, let's say it's an approximate 10 episodes per season if they're doing it a la Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. That's 50 episodes of this show. Yep. To me. Do the, we need it? It depends on what they tackle. Yeah. I, I think the material is very important because people who like or love Lord of the Rings will know that 
he uh, Tolkien wrote several books. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, and within the books, he has appendices and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. much going on. So the, I mean, again, father of you know, father of the fantasy genre. He created and, and, languages. So yeah. the guy was a genius. So I think it basically depends on where in the timeline of the Lord of the Rings universe mm-hmm. it takes place. To me, if they tackle the sil- sil- Silmarillion, which is so funny, I have that in my, yeah. I have that here in my in my notes. Yeah. That I wish that I hope that this is what they tackle Be- because there's so much mythology in yes, that. the creation exactly. of, of the earth, the the gods and the rings, the, the rings and, 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 and all of that, the betrayals the and there's so many betrayals exactly. and secrets and love stories and I mean it's literally it's it's beautiful mythology that Tolkien created and I totally agree. I almost I really hope that this is what they tackle and the rumor that it is um which is kind of the next thing on our on our exactly uh, on our list um the rumor that it's going to be a young Aragorn I do not want a solo rehash like I really do not want I, I don't, I don't want, want that either but again but unlike solo solo uh, is 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 a Star Wars character and uh, there's not a lot written about him there's some comic books here and there but right. r- young solo info doesn't really exist okay so they kind of created mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. stuff Tolkien wrote about a young uh, Aragorn uh, he, he, he uh, th- his backstory th- there's material there's a lot of stuff they can talk about how he met uh Liv Tyler's character and yeah, Arwen Arwen and Elrond and uh, at at one point, the, uh, the, I really do believe that they, if they're faithful to the material written by Tolkien, they can come up with something nice. But not enough for five seasons. Again, not enough yeah, for... Yeah, this is what freaks me out, is that they've already set five seasons, and you're talking... This is a 50 episodes. You're talking an approxi- approximately 50 hours worth of story. Is there 50 hours worth of story for a young Aragorn uh, you know, series. Now, if young Aragorn is going to be introduced at some point in the series and he's not, not going to be the protagonist, yes. fine, yes. fair. I'm okay with that. If we introduce him, say, season three, we see the, the, you know, the rise, the beginning of the rise of Aragorn, and then it's three seasons with Aragorn leading him to, I don't know, becoming an exile or the ranger in the north that escapes Mm-mm. and blah, 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 blah. That is okay with me. That is fine by me. But you can't introduce Aragorn in the beginning of the first season and, and think that going I'm going to follow him through for five seasons when there isn't enough material. Let's come back to the material here for a second, because one of my biggest fears is that now Lord of the Rings is going to be another victim in the diversity, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, identity politics. Uh, Let's throw in uh, uh, an African-American character. Let's throw in a Hispanic character. Let's throw in an LGBT character. Let's throw in a Tolkien did not write these. We've already we already have an established world of Middle Earth in the films. So you can't, if you do this in the series, it's going to tarnish the trilogy. It's going to tarnish the world that was already set by Peter Jackson because people are gonna go watch this television series, right? Um, It's probably going to bring in new fans of Lord of the Rings, people who haven't seen the trilogy. They're going to be on board. They're probably going to see this diverse cast, these, let's say, different races of uh, human skin tone races, uh, you know, whatever, maybe an LGBT character. And then they're going to go back and watch the, the trilogy and they're going to be like, well, where are all these people? Did all of a sudden all the African-Americans and Hispanics and Asians, did they all just disappear? 
Did the LGBT characters just no longer exist in, in, in the age of man that, you know, the Lord of the Rings is set in? Was there a wipeout? Was there an extinction? This is what makes me very nervous is that the material is there. You are right. You are a hundred percent right. The material exists. Tolkien's world exists, not only in book form, but it also now exists in six films. Yes. Do not tarnish it for the sake of your politics. This is what scares me because I don't want that to happen. Like we already have this vision in our minds of what Middle Earth looked like, of what these characters, like, could you imagine if all of a sudden they gave us like a- Black Gandalf. Yeah. You know, and again, like nothing against the race. It's not, I'm not a racist. It's not, has nothing to do with racism, but it has to do with the, 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 um, um, how do I, the, the truth of the character. It has to stay true to the books. It has to stay true to what Tolkien wrote. Yes. Let's not make any compromise with that. Let's stick to the story. Let's stick to the characters. Let's stick to the people. Uh, I, I absolutely agree with you, Alan. And there's so much material that it could be one of the best shows if adapted properly. Properly, I if agree. Done pro- you have dragons, you have elves, you have or you have an infinite amount of characters. Tolkien's themes, Tolkien's, you know, the philosophy. Yes, the, it's again. You've they, got the ants. You've got. There's so much to they, go for. There's so much they, material. Like we said last week, they have to have a clear. Vision, vision of yes. what they're doing. Absolutely. Set the strategy for the five seasons, write characters properly, uh, authentically, uh, uh, like in the books. Yep. And I think we could have the next Game of Thrones because this is probably airing in around 2021. That's the tentative date. So Game of Thrones finishes next year. Yep. So this is so, going to be happening like immediately after Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Um, you know, again, uh, I mean, on, on, a, on a positive note, however, um, you know, Sir Ian McKellen did say that he would be glad to return as Gandalf, which for me, if they don't bring him back, it's, a, it's just a missed opportunity here to link the films with the series to kind of create that bridge. Yeah. Um, it's almost what Solo tried to do with Darth Maul and it didn't really didn't work. Didn't function, no. Um, um, and then there's this one thing, the last thing I want to, I want to discuss there, here. There's, there's Jackson's involvement in, in yeah. the whole, uh, Okay. So there are two things I still want to talk about. Yeah. I think it's critical for Jackson to be of involved course, of because course. he's, he's, he loves the material. He's, he's a huge, uh, Lord yes. of the Rings, uh, fan. And he's also and been involved. I mean, from, yeah, fine. You know, we didn't like his, you know, his vision for the Hobbit, but he still knows the world. He knows the characters. the characters. He knows the intent of where the story is heading eventually. Because again, um, which brings me back to what I wanted to tackle, which is that quote, because the, uh, the um, head of mm. programming of Amazon went and talked to the Tolkien estate. And this was a statement that she said, which is, it's not a remaking of the movies and it's not a whole new thing. It's something in between. So what does that mean? I don't, you know, this is, this is again, so this is the, okay, so it's something in between, is it happening at a parallel time during the original trilogy? Well, well, there's some characters that do coincide between Lord of the Rings and the Similarian at, at, at first you, you have, so, so it could be, maybe she's talking about that. I don't know. 
I would like, I would sincerely, as a fan, I would love I would, for I would, them yeah, to, I would, to, I would love to do, the to do that way. I would love an adaptation of the Silmarillion. Because, there, because there's no way they can make that into a movie. No, it's too big. It's, it's so broad. There's so much detail, um, you know, and it's, it, it spans yeah. generations, right? So five seasons with makes, generations, makes this sense. makes sense. This would work. And maybe, like you said, at some point, introduce a young Aragorn. Yeah. Within the within the context yeah. of of the series, and then lead it into the Lord of the Rings, exactly. or lead it into the Hobbit, which then leads us into Lord of the Rings, or they could just ignore the Hobbit and just Lord and of just, the Rings, and just lead us to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Any final thoughts about that before we jump to the new topic? Uh, I'm not going to add on to anything I said, but I hope that it'll be awesome. Yeah, I, me I, too. Well, in in my heart, I want it to be the next Game of Thrones. Yes. Only Better. Tolkien. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> only Tolkien, um, who essentially, you know, Martin tried to, uh, uh, you know, turn on his head yeah. because of the way that he wrote uh, Game of Thrones. Speaking of things that are turned upside down and on their head and, uh, you know, clowns going evil. Yeah. I don't know how that fits into it, but it just works. Um, it Chapter 2 finally released uh, their casting. Uh, we've been waiting for this since the release of the first It, It Chapter 1, um, which kind of was a big giveaway considering, uh, you know, when It Chapter 1 started, it said Chapter 1, right? Yeah. Uh, so you you were kind of like, oh, okay, so there's going to be a sequel. From the get-go, we knew that exactly. there was going to be a sequel coming coming along. Um, but they released the adult version of the Losers Club. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we wanted to kind of talk about that because, uh, you know, big fans of the, uh, the, the, the film and the story and Stephen King's, uh, story, uh, some people had their own version of who they thought should play, um, the older version of the cast. Personally, I didn't have anybody. Um, I had a few comments about who was chosen, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't have anybody in mind. Uh, I, I, I wasn't too involved into the storyline, I guess. Um, but I did like the first film. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy chapter one. Uh, I thought it was a fun time at the movies. Um, I liked its twistedness. Um, it felt very Stephen King. It was, it was a very good and faithful Stephen King adaptation. Yeah, uh, minus a few things, but it was still yeah. a, a, a pretty faithful adaptation. And it didn't feel as campy as the Tim Curry version. No, no, it, it was darker. It was yeah. uh, much more violent and, and aggressive. Uh, but talking about uh, chapter two, basically, just very quickly for people to, mm-hmm. to know, it takes place 27 years after chapter the, one, uh, chapter one right. events. Because Pennywise is still alive, yeah, right? And pops up every twenty-seven years, right? And that's pretty much it in the story. So this is the adult version of the kids we we loved in the first movie, right? Game. Because Pennywise didn't really—he wasn't defeated no. in in he, chapter one. He was sent back. He was sent back, but he wasn't defeated. Yeah. Um, what did you think of uh, Skarsgård's performance? I really enjoyed it. He was, I he was, thought he was really good. He was very creepy. Very and, creepy. And I really, heard, really good. I, I heard stories where the kids weren't allowed to talk to him on set. Uh, yeah. Uh, to keep that scary vibe he had. But no, no, he really pulled a really nice uh, Pennywise uh, portrayal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I th- definitely enjoyed it. <laughs> it. And uh, it too. Uh, chapter two, yeah, yeah. Chapter two will also hopefully be enjoyable. I mean, the cast is is quite. Interesting. Is it the same director? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. At least vision again. Consistency. Uh, consistency yeah. and vision. 
So, okay, so who did they choose for so, uh, as, the, the, yeah. the adult cast? So basically Beverly, which is the young uh, redhead girl, is going to be played by Jessica Chastain. Okay. Which I think is a very nice choice. Okay. Uh, let's go through them. Let's, and then we'll, and then yeah, we'll, we'll discuss them. Okay. So Jessica Chastain as Beverly. Uh, James McAvoy as Bill. Mm-hmm. Bill. Who was the protagonist essentially in yeah, chapter one. Exactly. Bill Hader as Richie. Richie is the kid from Stranger Things. Right. Yep. Finn, Finn Jones? Finn Jones. Yeah. I think his name is. And then you have James Ranson as Eddie. Okay. Eddie was uh, the kid with the broken hand in the movie. Right. The, the, he was Jewish. Yeah. He was the Jew. Yeah, he had uh, allergies and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and whatnot. The, the crazy mom. Exactly. Then you have uh, Jay Ryan as Ben. Okay. And then you have uh, Andy Bean as Stanley. Stanley was, the, the I think, the Jewish kid. The skinny, uh, tall guy who, who, who saw oh, yeah, the yeah, portrait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Okay, yes. And then Isaiah Mustafa as uh, Mike. Right. And, um, okay, cool. So those are the initial, this is the cast. This is the cast for chapter two. Yeah. Um, so I'll jump in and I'll give you my comments because I don't have, I didn't have a wish list cast. So I'll just throw in what I thought about the casting. So that way you can kind of jump in and, and yeah. talk about the, um, your, your wish list cast. Done. Um, so think goodness that they picked Jessica Chastain. I thought for me, this was the first thing that stood out. I, and I almost feel like this was the fan base pushing because everybody wanted Jessica Chastain from last, you know, from the release of chapter one, everybody kept saying Jessica Chastain should play Beverly. And I'm glad that it actually became a reality. Um, and I'm happy for this casting. I think Jessica Chastain is a great actress and I'm and I'm excited to see her in a genre film. I don't think she's been no. in something like this. Um, Before yet, uh, was she? Wait, was she in the Guillermo del Toro movie? Um, what is it? What is that film? I I forget. I think she was. I think actually she I'm, did I'm play. Not sure. But it was too fantastical. This is pure horror, um, and I'm excited to kind of see her with a more active uh, character. Um, for me, the only one that seemed completely. A weird choice was James McAvoy. Okay. Um, I'm a big fan of his. I love him as an actor. I just don't, I don't know. It just felt like, because you, we know what Bill looked like as a kid. Um, Height wise, I just don't think he works because Bill felt like a tall, lean kid and it almost feels like he just stopped he growing. Stopped, exactly. He just, I was gonna tell you, he just growing. stopped growing at that point. Um, and, you know, lost all his hair. And, and when he was a kid, he had like a really full head of hair. It's weird. It's just a little weird you're, for me. You're thinking of McAvoy in X-Men without hair, but he has a nice set of hair. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know why I almost saw like a Michael Fassbender. Okay, I saw someone else, but... Like I I'll saw a Michael Fassbender. I don't know why, but that's who I saw. Um, I saw Michael Fassbender playing Bill. Um, but aside from that, I kind of love, I love the Bill Hader choice. Mm -hmm. I think he, he's the perfect older version of Finn Jones. Um, and the rest of them, I kind of like Jay Hearn. I haven't seen him in, in a lot. Um, but I guess he fits the evolution of, was it Ben? Yeah. Yeah. The evolution of Ben. And he'll do well with Jessica Chastain, I think. Probably. uh, Chemistry wise. Yeah. 
He was the, the chubby little kid yeah. in, in the first movie. Who was in love with Beverly. Exactly. I, I don't really have a problem with Jessica Chastain. On the contrary, I'm very happy. And yeah, yeah, me too. She's, but, but I wouldn't have minded seeing Amy Adams. I think she, she oh, could have been interesting too. Okay, yeah, that would have been an interesting choice. Because she also is very emotional. Uh-huh. Uh, instead of James McAvoy as Bill, I actually... Forget age, because I'm talking about actors of different ages. Right. But in an ideal world, James Franco could have been interesting. Ooh. Yep. Okay. Because the funny thing is, uh, in the first movie, Bill stutters a lot. And when he grows up, he stops stuttering. And then when the events happen again, he, he goes starts, back, he starts goes back into childhood. Okay. So I think Franco would have been interesting. Yeah. Bill Hader... I, I really can't think of anyone else. I mean... Yeah, it's just, I think, like, for me, him and Jessica Chastain are, like, the perfect yeah. cast, uh, you know, between all of them. I think they're the ones that were like, yep, nobody else. Yeah. For, for, for Eddie, uh, I mean, James uh, Ranson, I don't really know that well. He's yeah, been in a few neither. TV yeah. shows left and right. But I would have seen Adam Scott from uh, Parks and Recreation. Yes! Because he's also kind of sarcastic in his yes, own way. So something he like, is. He's kind of like... That that he he would have pulled off, I believe. Yeah, uh, a good uh, Eddie. As for uh, Jay Ryan, also not very known. Yeah. Yep. For me, I know I would have chosen Chris Pratt. Yeah. I, seem, I, I, yeah. I don't think there's anything this guy can't do. But yeah, nice. yeah, so, yeah. Agreed. Uh, agreed. And he would have had great chemistry, I believe, with uh, Jessica Chastain. Yeah. Too. Okay. So definitely, and uh, for Andy Bean. I would have gone for someone like Jason Gordon-Levitt. Ooh. You know? Like, yes. Now, they wouldn't be able to afford him for many reasons, reasons I can't get into right now. Yeah, many reasons. But uh, when you see it, you'll know why. And finally, finally, uh, Isaiah Mustafa, also not, not a lot of roles, but I see uh, Sterling K. Brown from uh, This, this is, is Us. Because he and, becomes... The, and Black Panther. Exactly. And, and Mike becomes the librarian of the town and the protector of the town. He's the only one who, stay, who stays he in stays Derry. stays in the town. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay, okay, and, okay. And I can see him being that librarian, that wise person that... And, and he alerts the Losers Club and tells yeah, them to come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. So I the, like it. So yeah, Jessica Chastain did play uh, a character in Crimson Peak. Ah, yes, yes. Crimson Peak. So she's been in a genre film, technically. It's, um, it's the one with Tom Hiddleston, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, um, and uh, so yeah, it's 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 interesting that all of this is happening while um, uh, while Hulu in July is releasing. Uh, the series that is uh, going to be brought to us by J.J. Abrams and Stephen King. Have you heard of this? Yes, yes. Castle Rock. And it's bringing in all the, all the characters that Stephen King uh, had created, and it's mixing them together, giving them origin stories. But here's, here's the kicker. Mm -hmm. Here's the kicker. Bill Skarsgård, okay, is in Castle Rock. Yeah. And when you look at the casting, it just says a young man. So for me, it's like, yeah, okay. I wonder who he's We know be. who he's going to be. You really cannot play this at this point. He's playing it. Um, so uh, I think it's a nice, I think it's, it's interesting how even Stephen King's world is now spreading yeah. and, and getting its own universe. Um, I love that CC Spacek 
is in the show. Uh, you know, she was um, Carrie. She yeah, she was the original Carrie. Uh, so it's it's interesting. I like what what is happening here. I'm interested to see this show. Um, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the horror genre, but J.J. Abrams is involved, so I'm a fan of his work. And Stephen King. I mean, it, I think it's a nice marriage. Yeah, it's an interesting marriage. Uh, you know, J.J. Abrams' mystery box, uh, uh, you know, he it's a way that he works. There's always a mystery mm. somewhere, and you have to kind of like un... Ravel it and blah blah blah. So it'll be it'll be interesting. Speaking of mysteries unraveling, how about elephants flying? They do that. Have you ever seen an elephant fly? I have. <laughs> it <laughs> used to be a Disney yeah. cartoon. Um, the teaser trailer for uh, uh, Disney's live Dumbo. action Dumbo was released earlier this week. And man, oh man, did I get chills watching I, that I got, thing. I got goosebumps all over, man. I it mean, was... I got chills and they did multiply. <laughs> um, brilliant. Brilliant teaser trailer. Um, I was so worried about Tim Burton because lately his his stuff has not been so great. But this looks legit old school Burton. Yeah. I mean, Classic the Burton. colors and the mood. And I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. The trailer, the way it's set up with the music and everything. I'm I'm for this. I'm 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 excited to see it in March. No, I'm super I'm super pumped too. And and if I'm not mistaken, Burton started out at Disney. Mm -hmm. And then he, he did. Was, he was uh, too, he, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yep. He was he was too deemed too dark, and uh, he went on his own path. And now he's back at Disney Studios, doing what I think he does best, and hopefully pulling an amazing adaptation of Dumbo. Yeah. That I really enjoyed the the trailer, but I do have one small concern. Uh, I'm a bit tired of these remakes and yeah. these, we the should, Jungle we should, Book, we should definitely. And the Beast. I mean, come on, guys, you're better than this. You can come up with with new content. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely dedicate another yeah. show. I feel like nostalgia is, is you know the the nostalgia factor. They're marketing that. Uh, That's it. You know, we we definitely owe that a, a larger conversation, um, and it'll be interesting maybe if we could even get a, a roundtable yeah. and talk about nostalgia um, because it is interesting what Disney is doing. I mean, they are doing their original work, but they're also trying to bank on these things so that you know there's more money uh, uh, coming in. There's uh, you know there's more capital coming in um but i you know i'm still i'm still excited about this beauty and the beast for me was a letdown i was not that happy with beauty and the beast i, I preferred um, the cartoon way way, way way more way more um i did like cinderella i liked the cinderella mm. adaptation um jungle book was was good but they don't, to me, they don't live up to the originals. I mean, yeah, obviously, because we grew up with yeah. them. But, you know, talking to, you know, in, in a couple generation. of years, yeah. you're going to talk to the new generation. They're going to be like, oh, there's a cartoon version of that. Mm -hmm. And it's 2D, ew. You know? <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's sad. But that's, it is that's very a different sad. topic and different. Yeah. yeah. We will definitely do a show on that, talking about those things. And uh, we finally <laughs> reach our final segment of the show with Script to Screen Recommends. Uh, we, we introduced this segment last week. Yep. We introduced the segment last week, uh, and it's going to go on every week where both Had and I are going to give you a recommendation, and this could be a recommendation of a movie, a TV series, or even a film soundtrack. soundtrack. Yep. Um, because we thought that, you know, this way, um, you know, you guys will get 
more suggestions of things to watch and, and grow your knowledge of cinema. Uh, and we get to share with you some of our favorite uh, films or TV shows or uh, soundtracks. We've also decided, we just made this decision last night, and this is exactly why we meet once a week. We meet once a week um, before the show. <laughs> we made this decision that we're going to start posting our recommendations post the show um and they're going to be available on our instagram and facebook official facebook page which is you can find it at facebook.com slash script to screen uh show i think it's script to screen show yeah. uh on facebook so okay without much further ado here are this week's recommendations should i go first this week yeah go ahead okay so my recommendation this week is a film um and it's a comedy because we need better comedies. Um, it's a comedy called Noises Off, and it comes to, uh, it was uh, released in 1992. I thought it was an 80s movie, and it turns out it's not. It's 1992. It was directed by Peter Bogdanovich, um, and it stars Michael Caine, Carol Burnett, Christopher Reeve, John Ritter, and Nicolette Sheridan. Sorry, the late John Ritter and the late Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Um, Nicolette Sheridan, uh, Carol Burnett and Michael Caine. So the cast is spectacular. It is absolutely insane. It's one of the one of my favorite comedies of all time. Um, so it talks about a director, Michael Caine, who plays the director, um, who does his best to control an eccentric group of stage actors as all that can go wrong goes wrong. And the film goes from showing us a rehearsal um, to a matinee and finally to, uh, 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 you know, uh, their, their, uh, their, uh, a night on stage before they go on Broadway. So it, it's, it's like, it's almost in three mm. stages. Um, but the brilliance of this film is its speed. It's, it's jokes. The characters are absolutely amazing. They're super memorable. I mean, I can quote the film just off the top of my head. Um, and the characters, it's, it's fantastic. I've seen it a million times. Anybody who has an appreciation for old comedies, um, or even the theater would absolutely love this film hands down. I'm definitely going to check it out because I have not seen it. Cool. Yeah. So I'm um, you and I are going to watch it together. We've already said that. Yes. So, uh, and I'm sure my dad would join us because he loves this movie as well. Sounds, sounds, sounds perfect. My movie is uh, different. It's a French movie. Ah, français. Oui, français. Sur le radio Liban. Moi, je vais parler about Intouchable. Intouchable. Intouchable, which the, is... So, in English, it would be called the... Un the, the, the Untouchables. The Untouchables, which is probably not the same it's, thing. It's not the... the, the De Niro and Kevin Costner and Sean Connery movie. No, it has nothing to isn't do with it that. The, isn't it, uh, is that what? a Shyamalan film? No, it's no, not. No, no, no. no. it's uh, Oliver Stone, if I'm not Oliver mistaken. Stone, yeah. right. The other one is Unbreakable. Yeah, Unbreakable. Unbreakable is, is M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. No, this is Entouchable. Entouchable okay. is a movie which is, uh, I, I, I didn't note down the year, but is at least eight, nine years old. Okay. It's a very, very sweet and funny French film. Okay. It stars Omar Sy and François Cluzet. Okay. And it's a story of a very rich paraplegic, played by François Cluzet, okay. uh, called uh, Philippe. And he needs to hire someone to help him at home, a kind of nurse. Okay. Someone who's going to shower him, take right. care of him, mm -hmm. carry him, take him places, and so on. Enters Omar Sy, who comes from the banlieue, which are the outskirts of Paris, where you have some gangs and drugs. Okay. And... He decides to take the job and takes care of François Cluzet's character, and they become friends. And mm -hmm. it's two words, worlds colliding. 
It's such a feel-good movie. It's based on a true story. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, that year uh, was when The Artist was released. Okay. And Omar Sy won the César over uh, Jean Dujardin for Best Actor. Wow. Okay. Yep. So... So yeah, so it, it was probably is like eight or eight or nine yeah, years ago. Approximately something like yeah. that. Yeah, and it's such a feel good movie, and it's such it has really good music. Okay, uh, I really recommend you guys go check it out, and that's a movie we'll watch together. Yeah, also. because I haven't seen it you either. Seen it. I haven't seen that either. I remember we had talked about yeah, it a, yeah, a yeah. while back. Yeah. Uh, so if you're having kind of a bad day, I definitely recommend it. Watch it. Every time I watch it, I laugh in the same places. I cry in the same places. Same, same. I mean, same. I don't cry in noises off, but yeah. like I laugh at the same places in noises off as well. Yeah, and and it's it's based on a true story, and it's it's a beautiful story. So fantastic. We need more, you know, uh, uplifting, positive, hope-filled storylines in the terrible dark world that we live in. Yep. Let's, on that note. Yep. Should we talk about what's uh, happening in the movies? Yes, yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. So what is currently in our local box office? So we have a couple of new movies from last last week, which are Jurassic World, The Fallen Kingdom. Okay. And The Incredibles. Two, which released Two, uh, uh, this week, actually. Yes. This Thursday yep. released, okay. Yep. And then you have Avengers Infinity War. Still in the movie theater? Still. Going to two billion and up. Yeah. <laughs> Solo Star Wars Story. Life of the Party, and Deadpool 2. Okay, so the new films that were just released were The Incredibles and Jurassic World 2, yeah, Fallen Kingdom. Kingdom. Awesome. Um, what you should be expecting uh, starting um, uh, June 21st in, in the box office uh, should be Loving Pablo, which is a film star that stars um, Penelope Cruz and I think it's Javier Bardem. I'm not sure. Ooh, okay. Well, it's about uh, it's uh, Pablo Escobar, yeah. uh, but it's about his wife. It's, it it, it is know. with Javier Bardem. It is Javier Bardem. Okay, so Loving Pablo, um, a, a film that we'll talk about again later on this show uh, in, in uh, upcoming episodes called Upgrade, which is a low-budget sci-fi film, mm-hmm. um, uh, and it stars, um, I forgot his name, but he's a known actor. Sue me. Um, but it, it looks pretty good. It looks like a really dope, uh, you know, undergroundy kind of sci-fi movie. We've got Oceans 8, which stars an all-female cast, a diverse all-female cast. Um, and then the amazing uh, uh, A Prayer Before Dawn, which had its uh, um, avant-premiere today um, while we were busy and could not attend. But I saw this film at the Beirut International Film Festival last year, um, and it is just superb. It is heart-wrenching, it's inspiring, it's a tough film, but it is it is um, super superbly well-acted, superbly shot, and to top it off, the producer is Lebanese. Wow. Ayo, she's living in France, but I mean, she's Lebanese. So um, I, I am I am pretty excited about A Prayer Before Dawn uh, and Upgrade. I'm a little still hesitant over Ocean's 8. Um, and then I haven't really heard much about Loving Pablo, so um, I'll probably watch it on my own time. 
Yeah, we'll definitely try to check those out. And, yeah. And talk about them more extensively. On the show, on for the show. sure. For and, sure. Uh, and there's Tag, which we, I forgot, Oh, yeah, I yeah, forgot, yeah. I tag, forgot to mention. Tag is already out. Yep. Though, right? Yeah, yeah. Came, came out, out on this uh, Thursday. On Thursday yeah. as well. So same with The Incredibles. So exactly. they both came out. Oh, yeah, because they were uh, for Eid. Yes. For, um, for that. And uh, Eid Fitr Mubarak yes. to all our, happy, our screeners. Happy Eid to everybody, uh, all our screeners who do celebrate that Holiday? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Question mark. Holiday. Um, so yeah, so this is this is kind of it. Um, you know, the Lord of the Rings stuff is is quite quite a heavy load. Um, you know, we could have talked way more about it, but I was afraid that if we were to keep going, we wouldn't find our way out of Middle Earth. Yeah, and uh, we wanted to diversify the episode a bit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's an it's gonna be an interesting it's gonna be an interesting time to see, you know, where all these franchises are going, whether or not franchise fatigue is actually a thing. Because I mean, there are people that believe that it is a thing and that it is happening, and then there are people who believe that it has nothing to do with the franchise itself, but it's the way that the franchise is being handled, which for me makes a little bit more sense because mm. I'm on board. I mean, I've been on board of all the Marvel films since the very beginning, and I haven't jumped off that wagon. Uh, I'm not tired of the Marvel movies because they're offering us good content. Um, exactly. as you said, Good content. That's it. Yeah. I, I think as long as they do anything, as long as it has good content, we should be content about the content. Hey. Yeah, no, but all we should, right. We should be happy, seriously. Uh, Game of Thrones are going to create uh, different uh, series, yeah, the prequel, uh, prequel series, series. For, for Game of Thrones. We're going to have, this is something else that yeah. you guys will be looking forward to to do, but that won't happen until probably uh, later next year, mm. you know, probably right before Game of Thrones, the final season premieres, we'll have a round table and dedicate an entire episode for Game of Thrones because you're a fan as well, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah so uh, we'll probably do that. I know a friend of mine, he's also a huge fan. He'll be on the, uh, on the round table as well. Um so, yeah, I mean, again, it, I don't know what the prequel series is going to be like, but George R.R. R. Martin is involved. So, and he's probably going to be, uh, wh what I read was that he was going to be more involved than he was yeah, with Game of Game Thrones, of Thrones yeah. um, which makes a little bit more sense. Uh, and one of the, uh, there are five shows, and one of the shows was shelved for the time being, so they're going to be working on four shows. Yeah, but the only one has been greenlit, which is the prequel series. Yeah, the uh, others haven't been greenlit yeah, yet. But one is like, one is completely off yeah. the off the table. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So we'll wait and see how that goes through. So back yeah. content is king. Content is king. What a beautiful way to finish off the episode. So if all you screeners want to follow us on the social media, you can follow our official Facebook page for Script to Screen at uh, Script to Screen Show. You can follow Had Solo at Had.Solo. And you can follow me at Alan Mahana. I was about to say official and I forgot that I took off the official. So it's at Alan Mahana. Um, you know, make sure you go watch movies. Make sure you stay open to conversation about movies. Um, you know, I, I used to end the show with, with a line that my teacher used to tell us when I was in, in university, which is be humble and be ready. Um, but be humble when it comes to everything. Be humble when it comes to your, you watching a movie. 
you know, stay humble while you're watching a movie and be ready for that conversation. Be ready for somebody to disagree with you. Um, you know, especially if you, if you are a member of the Twitter verse, <laughs> people are violent on there. Aggressive. Man. That's Game of Thrones territory. Over it there. is Game of Thrones territory. George R. R. Martin should take inspiration to finish off the book series that he probably will never finish off. Game of tweets. Game of tweets. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you again next week. See you later. See y'all. Hi, I'm Alan. And I am Hat Solo. And together we can rule the galaxy. <laughs> uh, that might take too much time. Let's talk about films and TV instead. That makes sense. Join us every Saturday at 4 p.m. for brand new episodes of Script to Screen, only on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. We'll be discussing all the latest news from the film and TV industry. And we'll also enchant you with some of the greatest songs and soundtracks out there. Script to Screen, only on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM, made to be heard.